0: record that is recording i'm going to record over here just in case i'm going to do a double record just in case one of them fails and on three two one we are speaking to uh, ag aga is that how we say it age stan nelson from wigwaii my- age. My
1: is- age stan is almost like stone age stone Actually. age stone stone in norwegian no it's or like- you can call me Glenn, but, you know i'm Glenn. Uh, it's much easier for you guys but uh my my, my name is Augustine Nielsen. That's
0: how Augustine, it's pronounced. Augustine. Augustine yeah. right, you see? Because Augustine. we're in Canada we say age, you know. We we look at that little circle on top of the A and we go, What
1: what's that? I don't know what that is. But no I'm I've, about to get <laughs> so you can call me age
0: now. Oh <laughs> look at you Cheers. you've got your wine. Look at that. I've got my uh I've got my coffee in my Yui Lewis mug, so you know.
1: Yeah, you know it's it's uh like ten in the evening here in Norway now and uh, it's daytime your place. So if you were having a, your glass of red wine now it was a
0: would be a little too early right yeah four four in the afternoons a little uh, a little early but uh, we are here to talk about the great news which is well it's not a new ammunition record because that would be greater that would be great news too but no it is uh, of course the new wigwam album is called uh, never say die out january 22nd 2021 i've had a chance to hear it and I've got to say, yeah. there, there's a listen. There's a there's a shitload of songs on here that are fantastic, but there is one called "Call of the Wild" that is fucking fantastic. Excuse
1: the language, but sometimes you got you got to add emphasis. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the heavier heavier songs on the album. It's written by our bass player, and it's sung by our bass player mostly. And um, he he's from you know the heavy metal world. He used to play in a band called Arch. Uh, I don't know if you're f- familiar with Arts. It's it's a great band from the 80s. They were they could have been pretty big. I think they they made a deal with um, Music for Nations. They were very much into Metallica back in the day. Sounded a bit uh, similar to to Metallica. Had a a guy from Iceland as a singer, Irikar Hauksson, used to be my my next door neighbor and. Uh, great singer almost you know have the the kind of Bruce Dickinson some pipes actually sorry let me let, let me start there then
0: in terms of getting all this musical background together and making an album because you're very much into queen you do the queen show uh, over in where, where is it in norway you're doing the queen show
1: or are you doing it in in london no norway I, i've done a show in las vegas as well right? The con- congressional center there and in sweden we've been doing some shows and um uh, yeah, in uh, in the Faroe Island,
0: yeah. Oh wow! So, so, so I mean, you've got this sort of big '70s rock uh, baggage in your heart. You've got the heavy metal guy. Talk to me about how you sort of all come together and decide what the sound for an album is going to be. I mean, is it does is it just the best songs win, or do you have to say no, no, no? It's got to be wigwam music. It's got to sound this way.
1: Interesting question. Actually, uh, whatever comes natural. I mean. We we know what Wigwam is. It's the combination of the four of us, and uh, obviously we are three uh, songwriters in the band: the bass player, the guitar player, and myself. And we come from pretty similar backgrounds, even though I think Tron is more into you know Van Halen and you know the the Zeppelin stuff, but he also have you know uh, that kind of blues thing in him, uh, burnt the bass player, he comes from you know from Judas Priest, Metallica, Slayer you know old-fashioned heavy metal that's that's his life and even the old 70s stuff. Uh, me, I, I, I was probably the more glam dude you know, been into Slade and Sweet especially and Kiss and Queen and uh, um, both Tron and myself have that in common that we we are big fans of Alice Cooper, so that's kind of our our thing, you know. And uh, but you know, together we we write music that you know just feels that comes natural naturally. And uh, on this album, uh, Tron and myself, we I think we wrote three songs together, and uh, and uh, then we have just written by ourselves. So that- some my songs were actually written for for ammunition. That's that's uh, where my head was when I wrote a couple of the songs. Especially Hard Low was supposed to be a uh, uh, an ammunition song that I wrote. Uh, Being together with the guys, I remember sitting in the living room in uh, at at uh, Victor's place and wrote that uh, that riff. And uh, later I just thought it would be natural to to bring it on for 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 Weaver. and. Yeah, and and for folks that don't know Ammunition,
0: they have an album out called Shanghai, which I think is two thousand fourteen, right? It's been six uh, years.
1: And we released uh, our second album in two thousand eighteen. Uh, yeah, so so still.
0: Yeah, so so I mean, the first album is still almost five years old, and and that album is so incredibly good. There's not there's not a wasted second of goodness on that album. It's it's just perfect from from top to bottom, but. Uh, I'll, I'll get back to that in a second. Let's talk wigwam. The band breaks up just before that Shanghai album, 2013, 2012, the last album, Wall Street. Um, w- w- How did you get to that point where instead of saying, let's take a break and we let's go explore our own family life and go explore uh, ammunition and whatever, why did the band just get to a point where you just went, that's it, we're done, we're, time out?
1: <laughs> There's a... I could I, I, I could write a book about it. You know, it, it started probably in 2007, I guess. Uh, when most of the guys, you know, really wanted a break because we were playing like 200 gigs, and uh, you know, from from 2003 until like 2007, we were touring, you know, like crazy, and uh, we weren't at home much, you know. Um, And when you came back from a tour of Japan in 2007, the guys uh, called in for a meeting and they really wanted a break and they really didn't want us to set a date for when we were getting back together. And I told told the guys, you know, that's crazy. This is our job. We, We need to know when we are getting back together, especially for a couple of us. This is our daytime job. Uh, but they w- wouldn't agree on that. So I thought to myself, what am I going to do? So I put together a, a Queen show. That was a kind of the start, uh, start of the, the downfall of Wigwam. Because uh, as soon as the guys wanted to get back together again, uh, my Queen show was doing so great. So I had already booked a year. And when they, when they called me wanted us to, to get back together again, you know, I, I was busy. and I had planned my year. Let me ask you just real quick about the,
0: uh, (laughs) I told you, so. let me ask you about that Queen show because I've watched the videos online. I mean, the the performances are great. You sing great. When you say it's your show, did did you write it? Did you conceive it? Did you build that show from the ground?
1: Yeah, actually I did uh, that way back in um, the late 90s um, when I had stopped um, believing that I was going to make it in the business. So I thought to myself, yeah, I was I was having a, a daytime job, being a mental caretaker for for disabled people, and uh, I I made a lot of shows. I was a, a show producer, so I produced a show with um, an Eagles show with uh, with uh, great names. I mean, we had Joran Lande as one of the singers, and Iverica Hjulsson from Arts, and a very known and respected. Uh, Country singer from Norway from a band called Midnight Choir called Paul Flota, great musicians, and we brought in this credence show. We called it the credence Clearwater Arrival <laughs> with one of the the first first big stars in Norway, Jan Grot. Uh, he used to play in a sing in a band called Aunt Mary, good friend of mine. And I had you know these plans for for a Queen show where I could actually fit in. I really had been dreaming dreaming of doing this show and. Um, here comes Wigwam being that kind of 80s stuff, you know, we had lots of fun, but suddenly, you know, it took off and we had too much to do. I had to quit my daytime job and, you know, things went fast. Um, so in 2007, when the guys really wanted that break, I to myself what to do. I had this Queen show that I n- never got to do. So I brought, brought my plans to, to a friend of mine who, who was running, a, um, you know, a club in, in uh, my hometown asked awesome. if he wanted to, to co- co-produce the show, bring a big choir and some dancers and some, some stuff. And I, I met this show and it was one and a half hour per set. So I literally did three hours worth of, you know, entertainment on stage every night. And I had 36 uh, costume changes in one show. And you know, it really took off. And, um, and my plan was, you know, for, for this to last for five nights. And, you know, we still do the show. Now we, we only do it in big arenas in Norway. Last time we played wow. it was in November 2019 8,000 people in Oslo Spectrum. It's crazy.
0: Wow. You're going to have to put on a KISS show, a KISS tribute show at some yeah. point, too.
1: <laughs> but, but who's buying? No, no, the thing is, you know, uh, I, what I really wanted to do was to put, you know, the songs together and make, you know, c- kind of, you know, um, uh, s- s- some, you know, uh, s- special effects and, and stuff that you haven't seen in the Queen show. I, I almost made it like a musical, you know, so small stories. Small story, yeah. I know we weren't really allowed. It was in the grey zone, kind of, because we're not really allowed to, you know, make, you know, kind of storytelling, you know, bringing in different stories and telling a story by uh, by using that music. Obviously, it's 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 a a tribute show, but we, you know, try to push the limits of it. Yeah, so it's a musical theater. Let me just quickly, oh, yeah.
0: yeah, let me talk about the beginning of Wigwam here because, you know, it's 2003, 2004, 2005. You've got 667, The the Neighbor of the Beast, and then, of course, Hard to Be a Rock and Roller, same. The, same. Which, yeah. But let, let me ask you about that because in early 2000s, rock, glam rock, uh, hair metal, whatever you want to call it, was out of favor. Nobody wanted to hear about it. Record <laughs> companies wanted nothing to do with it. But you stuck to your guns and you did it anyway. Um, talk to me about some of the challenges of, of getting the band started in that kind of atmosphere or in, the, in that kind of space and saying, yeah, we're not going to be grunge guys. We're
1: going to do what we do. We were kind of lucky because, you know, um, uh, in the late 90s and, you know, even around 2000, you know, I, I was more into doing that pop style, you know, people. There was no, no no way you could and nowhere you could do that you know heavy metal stuff or hair metal or or rock and roll at all. Everything was this kind of cool style you know uh, that everybody should 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 do at that time. so when I was asked to join this band, it was li- literally uh, a, a jam band, so we were put together four musicians, just doing you know old classics uh as a jam act uh, every friday and then suddenly um there was going to be a, a, a an 80s party in that town and they they hired us so 3 days before we did the gig i i told the guys you know we, we need a name and we need you know should we do something let, let, let's come up with some image stuff it's a fucking party let's and, and my the, the, my show person you know my the producer started to think, you know, we, we can make this into because the 80s started to be kind of cool again. Kind of, you know, they started to have this 80s parties and maybe we could do this kind of you know, some, an 80s show, whatever. Only, only, uh, only classics from, you know, Fanael, Motley Crew, uh, Kiss, obviously, Alice Cooper, all the stuff, stuff that we dug. We started to do this show uh, and um, people couldn't believe their eyes because you know we were making having makeup on spandex everything and they were they were so hungry for that kind of music again so after a while you know making up stories like like the one that we came originally from from the Bronx with the set you know the, the Polish quarter of brooklyn and that uh, we emigrated to norway you know because we were drug addicts in, in the US and our album, the first album from 1969 went so bad. And you know, all the shit, you know, just crazy made up stories. And uh, after a while we we, we we thought, you know, wouldn't it be nice to write our own music? So we started to write new songs and blend it in with the, with the covers. But we, we wouldn't present it as our own songs. But after the show, there would always be someone who asks us what well, that song was, or that song, that Kiss song, or that Van Halen song, is ours. <laughs> you know. So that's yeah, a, it was that's uh, a good way
0: to do it. Let me, but I'll, let me also ask you about the country because when you're in Norway and you're in Sweden, and, and even Germany, this music, this 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 you know classic rock music or whatever seems to still be in favor and fans still seem to support it. And, and when a band like A Kiss goes there, there still seems to be a lot of love. Um, why do you think that is? And why do you think those countries still react to that? Whereas when you look at North America, especially in the United States, it's very flavor du jour. It's got to be the new thing. It's, it's you know, we, we, we all got to do the baby and Pop Smoke and Post Malone and forget the wigwam. And you're like, well, no, but
1: wigwam's so good, <laughs> you know? I I don't know. I don't know. it must be something in the water.
0: Yeah, it's got to be. Well, hey, listen, as long as it's going... So uh, let me talk about Never Say Die some more here. In terms of putting this album together, why was it important to have new music and not just say, okay, we're back. We're going to play the classics. Let's go do a 50-show tour. We'll we'll go all around Scandinavia. Merci beaucoup. Um, Why bother saying... Okay, if we're gonna do this, we need ten new tracks, twelve new tracks.
1: Yeah, uh, actually, we we never planned it this way. Uh, nothing was really planned. Uh, how it's how how we got started? It was you know me bumping into some of the members, all members from the band. Us not being the best of friends for a while, not talking to each other since since that last last show in two thousand and thirteen. We never looked back, but we. Occasionally, we bumped into each other and it felt kind of awkward. So, at one point, I felt, you know, maybe we should have that coffee. I mean, we're, we're getting older, you know, you can't, you know, stick to that old, you know, rubbish, whatever happened, happened. You know, we toured a lot, there was a lot of stuff going on, a lot of booze for my sake. And, you know, so um, I started to make those phone calls, inviting the guys home to me, having a cup of coffee, just talking about the old times, never discussing us getting back together. For, for me that was out of the question. Um, I remember the, one of the first things that led to to us having the, those coffee cups together was Tron inviting me backstage when I w- went to see one of his uh, concerts with his former band Dream Police and we had our first beer in, you know, since 2013. And Every year I would also uh, receive requests for Wigwam to do one show there and one show there. And, and then NRK you Norwegian know, Broadcasting started to you know, um, to call me and ask me if maybe we should get back together and maybe do you know, a, a special performance in the Eurovision Song Contest final for the, the Norwegian final Out of the question. But, you know, after we had you know, spent some more time together and renewed our friendship and it felt kind of good again. I mean, some of the guys would just call me and say, hey, how are you doing? Yeah, how are you doing? We'd, we'd be more, more private. At one point, I, I told Tron that I had been receiving those you know, requests for the band and should we do it? Would, would it be cool? I mean, just do a one-off on TV. And that's the first thing that we agreed on, um, to do one song, In My Dreams, probably. Yeah, Uh,
0: your Eurovision song of, what what year was that? uh,
1: 2005. 2005, okay. And so when we started to discuss this, we we talked, you know, wouldn't it be even cooler to have In My Dreams and maybe a new song and maybe uh, just do... A gig that summer, just one gig, it would be cool to play together again. So, and Tron had this song that he had started to write, um, Never Say Die, it already had that lyric. Great song. Because he had started <laughs> to, to, to you, know, you know, dream a bit uh, about getting back together. And so that was our plan, and we, we accepted the offer from Tons of Rock and a couple of more festivals. But the thing was you know um, tons of rock we were supposed to do tons of rock this summer with uh, Our Maiden, Deep Purple and doing the, the, the main stage and everything um, they really wanted to, to promote it in November 2019 which kind of screwed the idea of the shock appearance in the Eurovision Song Contest so we had you know we had to choose and we at that time we thought you know isn't it cooler just to do that festival? That, that's our home. Your reason is what what broke that song, you know, what made us what we are. But we have, I mean, we've been there, done that. Let's let's go home. Let's let's stay where we are, you know, where we feel home with our people. Um so um, that's what happened, and you know. The rest of it is a uh, COVID-19 history, you know, society uh, falling apart and uh, we had this song and suddenly so so much, you know, cancellations and not doing anything. So we had already started to write some songs and we started to get together I drove 9 hours from where I live now. I moved up north in Norway. I live 9 hours from Tron Took my car, went down to the studio studio and we wrote some killer songs, and we we started to work on an album. And when we had like twelve songs, we thought, "Hey, should be cool to release this." And that's that's when our plans on you know releasing an album started to to uh, to come to come fruition. Yeah.
0: And and it, yeah. listen, it turned out great. I've had a chance to hear. it. I'm just gonna go back to the date here. When does it come out for the rest of everybody? Uh, January 22nd, twenty second, uh, twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of sound did you think to yourself okay we have to sound like wigwam of 15 years ago or do you say hey let's just write whatever is fresh and new how do you approach like you know when you think acdc you think there's a classic sound does wigwam have to have a classic sound or can you experiment and move it forward
1: Um, We have never discussed what kind of style we are, uh, uh, what what we're supposed to do. Uh, It's easy to hear that on Wall Street because we wanted different things. You know, all members wanted four different things, you know, and uh, the thing was I brought an acoustic guitar, sat down with Tron and we started to write a song. It became a dirty little secret. Uh, and we already had, you know, never said, say die in the can. And, and then I started to look for songs because I started to be, you know, more inspired, found some songs that I originally had written for, for ammunition. I mean, Ammunition is not far away from Wigwam. Listen, uh, five of the songs on Shanghai was originally written for Wigwam. Well, Shanghai, hit me with your bombs. Give me a sign. Hit me with your bombs. Uh, it's you know, a great song. I lo- I, I, lo-
0: I love those songs. Uh, okay, let me just quickly get to ammunition for for one second because you leave after Wall Street you you, you do your other stuff then ammunition comes out and this Shanghai and, and it's funny because I asked a friend I said, listen, I'm out of new music. I got nothing. They said, oh, you gotta listen to Shanghai and I went, okay, fine. so I bought it and I played it and it was it was amazing. I just went, oh, okay, all right, I'm into this uh, And then the okay, second cool. came out and it was like, oh Okay. So is there a third album? Does the band still exist? Are, are you all Wigwam, no ammunition? Are you both? Are you Wigwam, ammunition queen? Wh- where are you?
1: <laughs> we're alive and kicking. <laughs> <laughs> right? There, there's room for everything. I mean, um, now we're releasing a, a new Wigwam album. We have this comeback. What is that going to be like tomorrow? Where are... Uh, our, um, Making it official that we're playing a festival in Germany, our first festival in Germany since two thousand and ten or something. Um, and we'll probably go out on tour, but who knows when when we can tour. And uh, there's there's so many songs. And I mean this is this is my life, this is what I'll you know, this is my my, my, my job. So I need to I need to tour. I need to, to write music. I'm going to write some new uh, solo albums, definitely. And there's at least two or three more Ammunition albums coming. And you'll have uh, this Wigwam album, hopefully more. And I'm doing an album with John Norum from Europe now. It's going to come out uh, in the spring, I think. We're probably going to tour. Uh, I'm going to go write some songs with Ken Hammer from Pretty Maids. Uh, we're talking about you know doing a collaboration. Uh, Dan Reed and myself have been talking about making an album together. That's more like the solo stuff. There's so many things to do. I have some some show plans. I'm writing songs with my daughter and and I'm writing songs with my girlfriend and 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 I'm having a song in uh, Eurovision Song Contest now. Uh, when when is this gonna be released? When is this, this
0: will be up by uh, December eighteenth or nineteenth, unless you want me to hold off on it. I can hold off on it. <laughs>
1: uh, no, no problem. But I have this song in 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 the original song content. And, and by the way, just because uh, you... I'm not gonna be the singer, but I, it's, people are gonna really get a
0: kick out of the singer. Um, I promise you. Uh, since, since you mentioned pretty maids, real quick, I just want to uh, give a moment to think about Ronnie, who's going through his cancer oh, battle. Yeah, uh, I, because
1: uh, disaster. Just yeah. released his solo. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, there's I so never.
0: Have you I talked to met him? Met him, him? No.
1: Okay. No. Uh, he's a good friend of Eric's. Of obviously, they, they have the Nordic Union together. Uh, I've only, you know, the only guy from Pretty Maze I've ever connected with is is Ken, and uh, we we parted some so sometimes. He's a great great guy. Love him, and I uh, uh, I really like Pretty Maze as well. I think one, one of the first albums that I've Bought, you know uh, on vinyl it's uh red hot and heavy i think pretty Maids, one of the first so so many on, on, great uh,
0: european bands that don't make it over to north america i mean you got pink cream 69 you've got pretty maids you've got thunder gothard ammunition uh nordic union with eric uh his band as well uh eclipse which i was you know yeah so, so, yeah. Many. <laughs> so many great bands um and, and we'll, we'll start wrapping up on this. In terms of, because it is difficult to tour North America, is, 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 is forget it. Uh, how is the whole COVID thing going for you in Europe? Because in Sweden, they didn't really lock anybody down. And I, and I saw shows for the last year, little tiny bar shows and stuff. Are, are you completely forbidden? Are you allowed a little bit? Does it look good for January,
1: February, March? Or is it sort of just a big question mark? Norway is a blessed country because yes. of the oil. We have lots of money here. So, in Norway, uh, we are getting money from the government. I mean, to if if I want to do a big wigwam show tomorrow, I'll, I'll I'll probably get some money from from the government and to actually pay the the the, the you know the crew and probably get a penny or two for myself mm-hmm. just to make sure that at least 200 persons can go out and see a live show even though it's you know it's, it's no business but they want people to to uh, get on with their lives in Norway we've been very uh, I think we, we handled the the COVID situation very good we only had I think it's 420 casualties and yeah. that's in Norway, in Sweden it's 7,000. We we were we, we we locked down and we have been you know trying you know to 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 deal with this in a in a very different way than uh, than Trump's America where where he he was having these rallies with thousands of people without masks and it was crazy I mean, I've been watching this from from Norway on CNN you know. What the fuck is going on down there? <laughs> well, I, I also have to say, from from the
0: Canadian perspective, watching what was going on in Sweden when their guy was coming out and going, "No, we're just going to trust each other to do the right thing," I'm like, oh, "Good luck with that."
1: <laughs> but you know, in in May we were we were uh, uh, we were given the the opportunity to play in front of fifty persons. You know what I did? I called my booker here in Norway. Did, Sometimes I do my acoustic shows, ask them, you know, book places, let me get, you know, a, a small PA uh, that I can put up myself. I'll bring my girlfriend and we'll make a trip and we, we'll play in front of 50 persons per night. Instead of sitting isolated at home, being nuts, it's better to Drive around, meet people in a safe way, social distancing and all, and try to give people a, some kind of hope, some kind of you know, social interaction. Out. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and that was a success actually. I, I, I met so so many people from May till September. Uh, doing this tour. Uh playing wigwam songs, ammunition songs, old rainbow songs, uh, you know, stuff that I love. Uh even some Tom Petty songs and some some solo songs and some some shows that have lasted for three hours, you know. And and uh getting to meet people and to to socialize, you know. Uh it's been very important for me because you know I'm I'm so used to traveling and, and to certainly just so sit back home, do nothing, that will turn me into a nutcase. <laughs> it, it's
0: long. I, I've been sitting at home here in Montreal since March, and I'm I'm scheduled to sit at home until a September of 2021 because work has uh, told me to stay home and for... It's going it's to be a long... Ho- so that, I'm trying to do the math here. What is that <laughs> That's going to be? That's going to be like 18 months or something of sitting at home. So that's <laughs> and, the funny,
1: and the funny thing is... In a year or two, we'll look back at this and, you know, we'll, we'll keep bringing that COVID-19 thing with us. And that will be looked upon as only a small flu, you know. You know. Well, oh, the, I have COVID. Oh. Well, hey, well, the hey, good cool. thing cool. is uh,
0: my kids are 14 and 17. And I said, I said to my kids, I said, just remember this time because when you get to be my age and your kids have a history project in school, you'll be able to say, I was there. So I just remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember it. Uh, Never Say Die, of course, uh, out in January. Wigwam, one of the greatest uh, rock bands out of Europe. Uh, always a fun time. I'm just looking at Hard to Be a Rock and Roller, nonstop rock and roll, Wigwam. I have all these albums, by the way. I bought I bought them all from Japan because those bonus tracks. Um, yeah. which, which one had the uh, I Was Made for Loving You bonus track?
1: Oh, I think that was um, must I, have been... 667 maybe the neighbor of the beast or yeah, first something like
0: album.
1: that or hey. or probably to be a rock and roller in
0: Kiel i'm trying to think which one let's have a look here uh no this one has chasing i'm gonna look them up real quick one of the one of them had i was made for loving you let me see yeah no it's bruce not that it's not, oh yeah and bruce played on it right
1: yeah yeah bruce was playing guitar yeah
0: uh, I was Yeah, it was a hard-to-be-a-rock-and-roller. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, here it is. A hard-to-be-a-rock-and-roller also had uh, Ballroom Blitz and uh, Genghis Khan. There you go. Yeah, <laughs>
1: because we, we were invited to do this, uh, you know, uh, Eurovision TV show, and all the artists was supposed to do an old classic your original song. And so we chose Jing is God. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. On that, yeah. folks, uh, yeah.
0: make sure you pick up Never Said Die. Uh, always, always a pleasure. And I, as we say, at least on the Danish side, tack, 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 tack. I don't know if you say that in, in Norway, but close enough.
1: <laughs> talk, talk some fun.
0: Cheers. <laughs> Bye-bye now. Great. Merry Christmas. All right. Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas to you. Great. That was perfect. Yeah. All right. Let me turn. Yeah.